I mean, luckily, we didn't lose a single employee. We didn't lose clients. We just lost the revenue. We gave them free accounts until they recover. Uh, no employee was fired. Everybody take, took the same cut. Nobody quit, right? So we stormed through the COVID like champions. But I, I figured out this is not a way to run the business as lean as possible. So You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Andre Spivovich. She is building a great company called Referizer.com. Founded of four, he's founded four marketing companies in three countries. He's a born entrepreneur, started making money at seven, and at 14, had three income streams already. His desire to help local small businesses create one of the most advanced marketing automation platforms today in Referizer.com. Andre, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. It's my uh, pleasure to be on your podcast. I, I love listening it. And I wish uh, this will be great contribution to your podcast. I think if you tell me all of your revenue data, I can guarantee it'll be a good show. How much did you do last month? <laughs> <laughs> great talk, that's a great transition, right? How, that was pretty smooth, I think. No, but let's I take a step. It. Let's step back though before we jump into that. So you're based you're based on there in Florida. What's Referizer doing? I mean, are you playing in the marketing automation space? That's right. I mean, the primary is we are automating a lot of things that people are doing manually or. The things they, they would love to do, but they never do it because they hate doing it, right? You love referrals, but it's not easy for you to say, hey, Andrew, would you like looking in your Rolodex and find a couple people and just share them while we're talking information about my podcast, my business, my opportunities, right? Yeah. People don't like begging for it, but they consider I want to do it. So what we do is we automate that whole process. And not only referral program, we ask for reviews. You like to build your online reputation, but even if you have a gut to ask, you don't send them a link where to review them, right? And how to filter who you're going to ask. Are, are you going to ask everybody or only people who are satisfied with your business? Like we take care of everything from reviews to loyalty to bringing them back. People fall into your past, cat- past uh, category business. You want to bring them back, how to do it. You might not now, feel good you... about billing, missed billing information, right? So when did you first start building this? What year? Uh, 2012 was prior reorganizing company. It was, you know, part of my previous business called Mac Marketing. And the reason why we did it is I maxed out results for one of my clients and he got 27% conversion, 100 hits on the website, 27 people walking to his practice. It was incredible. 
So hold on, Andre, just to be clear, I don't want to get ourselves. You had an agency and you spun this SaaS company out of the agency? Correct. In 2012? 2012. And 2012 how, much, how much did the agency do in revenue in 2011? <laughs> 10,000 a month. Okay, got it. So not, not a ton, about 120K. Now, right. when you spun this out of the business, uh, did you keep 100% or do you have co-founders? I did 100%. Okay, so you currently today still own 100% of the business? No, no, no. I own about 83%. Okay, what happened? Seven, someone stole 17%. Yeah, somebody stole. I, uh, first of all, I give my equity to my, my team. We don't call them employees. They're co-owners. So everybody in the company is paid 20% with a st- stake of you know, 80% cash, 20% equity. That's one thing. And then I get some early friends and family members who invested five to 10000 uh, one guy came, I asked him for 35, he offered twice 80,000. So they chipped out a certain percentage of the company. And I see. How much know. did you raise from friends and family total? Uh, 220,000. 220. Okay. And that was back in 2012? No, that's 2016. 2016. Okay. Yeah. For first and three years, we worked 100% bootstrap. Okay. I love that. Now in 2016, when you raised the $220,000, what valuation did you raise at? So we raised it on $3 million valuation. And how'd you come up with that? We said that's valuation and people accepted it. <laughs> what was revenue in 2016? Do you remember? Oh, revenue I remember was still about 80000 a year. 80000 a year. Okay. So revenue, uh, the valuation was, in our story of the, of the founders, it was like, if you have an idea and somebody else invests money, it's like a million dollars worth. If you have a product that's running, you have no revenue, it's $2 million. If you already have revenue, clients are paying for it, it's $3 million. So we kind of locked it out for $3 million before we really could justify it based on revenue metrics. Yep. Now, right. fast forward today, how many customers are you working with? We just passed 1,000. So we are about uh, 1,015 paying clients and over 13,000 freemium ones. 13,000 freemium. Okay, let's dive into that for a second before we talk about your current revenue. How did you move 1,000 customers from free to paid? Oh, I didn't move them. They came in as a, as a paid one. So our oh, primary acquisition channel it. is a paid clients. Freemium is just a feeder for our demo scheduler. Okay, so last month, how many new free accounts did you did got set up and how many demos did that generate? Uh, interesting number. Exactly 100 brand new clients. We generated uh, about, I'll tell you, about 1,000 demos. Okay, so last um, month you did 1,000 demos and 100 scheduled paid. 1,000 demos scheduled, 300 attended, 100 paid. Wow, okay. And how many free trial signups did you need to get 1,000 demos scheduled? So <laughs> it's not correlated. Free okay. signups are on their own. Uh, happening from the website, organic penetration, so on. So we have 128 free signups with 5.47% conversion out of those free signups. And everything else was our brute force call center dialing out. We, di- we are calling, cold calling about 20,000 businesses every week. How many people on your sales team? About 20 in our call center. And how many calls do they do a month or a week? A week, 20,000. You have, wow. Okay. How does that math work? So this is, this is what's kind of secret sauce of referizer groups, bootstrapping. Whole sales system is performance-based, 100%, no base pay, right? No overhead. 
the half of the setup fee that's 500 bucks goes to appointment center that sets up the demo. Plus we give them 10% of residual, right? Then second half goes to the closer plus 10% residual. So my cost to acquire client at this moment is covered on the first payment of the first month. Right. Okay. And what is the residual, the, the recurring payment after the 500 setup fee usually? How much are customers paying? It's uh, average was last year 179. So 17, nine, $18 per client on the sales side and $18 for, per client for uh, appointment side. So, we were like, so customers were converting to $180 a month plan, basically. 180 a month. Okay. Average. And, and this year much, was about 200. Okay. And how much MRR did you do last month? MRR? I'm looking at it under 74. Okay. Yep. 174,000. And how much of that was set up fees or none of it was set up fees? Good question. So 146 is a uh, residual without set up fee. So if you deduct 174 minus 146, I would say 26, 28,000. Set up fees last month. And that is the key to staying basically bootstrapped is you use right. those set up fees to fund growth via the commissions you pay out. And that was our takeoff. We went from 60,000 a year revenue to 1.4 million, literally in 12 months, just by implementing this model. Okay, hold on, I wanna break this down. So right now you're doing about $150,000 a month in revenue. What were you doing just on the SaaS side? What were you doing exactly a year ago in 2020? Uh, about 20% less than that. Okay, got it. So call it like 115, uh, yeah. uh, 130. And 145 was maybe uh, total revenue with the, with the setup. Okay. W what year did you implement this incentive program where you saw exponential growth? 2016. Oh, it was in 2016. Okay. So 2016, again, you did 80 grand that year in revenue. And you're saying you went in 27. How much revenue total in 2017? 1.1 million. I see. So that was your big breakout year. That's right. Interesting. So just to repeat this back to you, you've got a call center with 100 people in it. No, they make 12. 20 people. people. They make 20,000 calls per week. So they're each calling 1,000 people per week. Correct. If average. they can, on average, if they convert one of those 1,000 callers into a paid account, you, they sell a $500 setup fee, which they keep 50% of, so 250 bucks. Plus, yep. they just added to their monthly income about 10% of the recurring fee of $180 per month, which is what the customer pays. So $18 a month there on average. Okay. So you set wow. an account, your monthly raise is like 190 bucks. So every month you're increasing your earning for 180 dollars. How can somebody else listening do this? They want to set up a call center of 20 people. How do they do it? Uh, three steps, right? You gotta be transparent to the people from get go uh, in hiring orientation. Do not mislead people that this is an hourly rate and then tell them this is. Where is it? Where's the call center? Uh, all across the globe, work from home. Oh, right. it's, it's not a physical location. Not a physical, right? They need a headset, internet, and a screen. That's it. We provide them with the software, we provide them with the script, with the objections, with the process, with the questions, with the scheduling, everything, with the daily trainings, scripts, name it. Second thing is uh, we put ads across the nation every week. We get 200 people registered for that position. We do live orientation where we get 100 people on the live call Zoom listening. We cover three things about the company, about the job, about earnings. We are fully transparent. We want to tell them, interview me first. So this is not me interviewing you. This is orientation. 
where they interview us. There's a bunch of questions firing. And then about 40% of them out of 100 apply for the job. They says, we want to be there. However, we put a filter on it says we hire superstars only, right? Because we, we show them they can make $100,000 in a call center correlated to any other call center that can make 40,000, right? Even more. So my good appointment setters are making $60, $70 an hour compared to $15 an hour that then everybody pays an hourly basis. And they come on a call, they do testimonial and so on. So, and we provide them with a detailed training on a very first day, they are ready to, to, to jump. You had $26,000 last month in just $500 setup fees. Were all the setup fees generated from these 20 callers? Yes. I mean, there are many appointments and then five closers are making sales, collecting credit cards. So it's a two-step sales process. But those 20 sellers then that are in their pajamas at home, they made it through your process. They closed $26,000 in setup fees for you. They're keeping amongst 20 of them about 13,000 of that 50%. Yep. Okay. Yep. And so ignoring the setup fees last month, when you just look at the 10% you're paying out residually, how much last month did you pay out to these 20 people that are part of your call center team? So on the total level of the company, when you do accounting and then you separate everything that goes towards uh, the sales, it's about 35% of our revenue going to sales efforts. If you're growing fast, it goes 40%, right? So if it's 174,000 times 0.4, it goes about $70,000 towards sales efforts. Yep, yep. So you spent about $70,000 last month to this team, which you're happy to do because they're not a fixed cost for you. It's all upside. It's all commission only. Correct. Interesting. Okay. And it's very much cost. The more they sell, the more I paid out. Yep, yep. Interesting. Tell me about the rest of the team. Now, what's the full, ignoring these 20 on the call center side, what's the total team size today? Oh, tough question because the, the, the team is hiring without even me participating in that. But let's put it this way. 12 people in development, two people in, in, in uh, testing, a uh, product team of five people, marketing team of four people, support team of 13 people now, probably 14. Uh, and then there's the admin people that have a multiple hats, about three or four of them. So I would say beside the sales force, about 33 people okay, on the paper. Got it. 33 full-time fixed expenses, another 20 that are variable expenses. They have to eat with their kill. Here's a catch. All of those that are on a salary are outsourced. Okay. So you're basically saying you don't, you know, you're not paying them $70,000 a year. You get arbitrage there. It's cheaper. Correct. Correct. Interesting. Where we get three, three, three uh, to one ratio. So my developers are back in Serbia, like support team is Serbia, Bosnia, Croatia, Right, Macedonia and so on, that Eastern Europe part of the of the country. What would you value your business at today? Uh, we just raised uh, some money and uh, we valued it as $9 million. How much did you raise? Uh, 500000 Okay, and why did and, you do uh, that? Uh, because of COVID, honestly. COVID came in, uh, 35% revenue loss first month. And I got shocked. It was like either we fired 35% people or we lower everybody income on those salary base because we were bootstrapped. We never, when I paid out on a, on a, on a beginning of the month, bank account is with like $5,000 on it. And it says, this is too lean. We cannot operate like this. We got to have an SDAC. Let me give up some of the ownership and let some, let's bring some, some investors. So 
for those reasons, I want to I wanna make sure that I don't get in the situation anymore that I have to uh, go through, through challenge. Of, I mean, luckily, we didn't lose single a single employee. We didn't lose clients. We just lost the revenue. We gave them free accounts until they recover. Uh, no employee was fired. Everybody take, took the same cut. Nobody quit, right? So we stormed through the COVID like champions. But I, I figured out this is not a way to run the business as lean as possible. So, plus we want to grow. I, you know, it's much easier when you have funds that to invest and risk and test the new, new, new channels. Now we are opening four new channels. I'm opening 20 people in SDR email role, 20 people in LinkedIn uh, hiring. We are opening digital marketing channel that we're optimizing now. That we are, we are, uh, we started a podcast for season is out. Right, We're, we have a team about that, that that's running and, and producing it. So it, it spreads out a lot more uh, for us as a, as, a, as a bigger opportunity when you can invest. Mm -hmm. If someone money. offered you that exact valuation, $9 million to sell the company today, all cash up front, would you sell? No. So then why raise 500K at 9 million? Uh, just because I didn't want to... Um, Negotiate too much. The client came in, honestly. We sent an email to all my clients, says, do you want to own piece of Referizer? Oh, very cool. Yeah. And I sent 1,000 emails out. Interestingly, five of them says, I'm interested. What do you have? And one guy who literally 15 days before that was saying, hey, the business is slow. Can I pause my payment? Right? And so on. He came in and invested 300,000. Hmm. And he is an incredible partner. A uh, great advisor, and since he is a client, an advisor, and a mentor, we did a discount. Yep. And then that opens up a desire for other investors come in. So we, another two came in with the with the same valuation, uh, put the money in. Third one is is one day away to put another hundred thousand. So uh, we've been talking on Founder Path about debt. I should have been asking about equity. Will you let me put in another hundred grand at the nine million valuation? I don't know. Would you like to invest hundred thousand? <laughs> I, 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 I would look at it. Yes, if everything you're telling me right now it checks out in your numbers, I think you're building something really interesting here. Yeah, I mean, definitely, I'm I'm open. We are still we still didn't close that one million round, <laughs> and I would love to have you as a partner. All right, you're a Latka you're a Latka fan. Then you'd let me in. I am. I am. All right. Definitely. All right. All right. Good. Good. Well, we'll, we'll chat more about that offline. But this is yeah. this is great. So, okay. Good. So this makes a lot of sense. Now, are you profitable today? Or are you still burning cash? We started burning cash as the investment came in, uh, as we are expanding the channels. But this is like bridging the gap until the revenue kicks in. Yeah, right. I mean, imagine someone listening right now is calling twenty thousand calls a week. At some point, Andre's going to run out of people to call. How does he keep the pipeline fresh? No, that's interesting. There's no end to the pipeline, right? First of all, there is famous last words. Come on, there's got to be an end somewhere. Uh, you know what? I was thinking the same, and then I read a couple books. Uh, and I figured out there's no limit because we have Canada, we have Australia, we have UK, we have world in front of us. We're not even touching that. So uh, consider this, nine out of 10 phone calls are not valuable. People are not answering their phone calls. They're busy. They're, the, the business owner is not there. So consider that you only have 2,000 out of 10,000 meaningful conversations. And even if you talk to them, they say, call me later on or call me tomorrow. Or maybe it's not the right moment. So they almost appreciate being persistent on them. Mm -hmm. And every call is recorded. We have quality assurance. We use it for training purposes. We evaluate them and so on. 
So I'm doubling up on the, on the effort. We'll be soon having 40,000 phone calls because we just launched the European call center that's doing incredibly well, right? And we are adding email role and a LinkedIn role that's going to do follow-up on, on the phone calls as well. We've talked about the variable compensation you pay your sales reps when they land a new customer. That's part of your CAC. But when you look at your fully weighted CAC customer acquisition cost to get a new $180 a month customer, what are you paying? Uh, about eight to $900. Okay, so you're getting paid back there in call at seven, eight, nine months. Yeah, yeah. If I if I was if I was uh, about to pay full upfront, that would cost me. Uh, one demo is costing me attended demo between eighty dollars on the email SDR role to hundred thirty dollars in the most expensive call center role, which okay. US based. And ignore co ignore COVID in terms of churn. What does your churn look like during sort of normal or average times? Uh, around six percent. Very monthly. Small. 5.5 to 6.5. Monthly? Monthly. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. 60% churn per year across the base. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, we're very harsh on those numbers. Uh, we calculate churn people who uh, pull the money out of the money back guarantee. We have about one and a half, two percent of people. We offer a really strong money back guarantee and they have seven to 30 days to call that. And some companies don't count that as a sign up if, if they refund it within a money back guarantee. Second yeah. one is we calculate churn multiple times on the same client. Comes in, do the campaign, pays for two months, gets out. Comes in, gets out. So four times they're affecting my churn. <laughs> you know, some companies don't count that as a churn. Mm -hmm. So we really want to get a clear, clear picture about what the churn is by having the worst case scenario on the churn. However, I, I am aware that this can be improved. So we did, we created a team, churn team, it's called zero churn team where uh, we have a person who's consistently monitoring the whole customer journey and why they're churning, documenting those processes and have an offboarding process where we have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with every person, analyzing really what happens. So there's no client left behind. Plus, one of our strongest, smartest engineers is taking on data science now, specifically focusing on a churn. So we'll have a predictive churn and analyzing account health status, and really seeing where the churn is coming from. So uh, I believe within a year and a half, we'll be down to 3%. Thinking about the right stuff, Andre, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Ooh, oh man. Uh, favorite business books is Ultimate Sales Machine by Chad Holmes. I read it nine times. I recommend it everybody. It's a number business book. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I like Dan Martell a lot and I'm, I'm a big fan of him. And, and Elon Musk as well, because I read his books and biographies and his challenges, struggles. No. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Referizer? Jira. All right. Number yeah. four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Sorry, say that again. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Eight hours. No compensation for that. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Married with a kid. One years. kiddo. How old are you? I'm 38 now. 38. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Whoa. I kind of don't have any regrets or knowledges. Um, poof, that's a tough one. Maybe something you tell what? your 16-year-old. <laughs> if I can do all over again, I would do the same way, man. I, I, I don't know. It's not about a regret. It's just something you wish you knew when you were 20. I should come to U.S. earlier. <laughs> Okay. And where are you now? You're in Florida, right? I was in, in living in Serbia when I was 20. So okay. maybe that would be one thing that I would speed it up. 
Guys, there you have it. Referizer.com launched in 2012. In 2016, they were doing $80,000 a year in revenue, ballooned in 12 months to $1.1 million in terms of ARR in 2017, now doing about $1.7 million a year in revenue, about $150,000 a month in pure SaaS, but a lot of other cash flow coming from setup fees, over 1,000 customers paying on average 180 bucks per month. He's moved his entire sales organization into a variable cost. You're going to enjoy that in the episode. Burning a little cash today as they raised $500,000 last year during COVID at a $9 million valuation. 33 folks on the team, 14 engineers, sales team, over 20 people dialing 20,000 numbers per week as their main channel. Andre, thanks for taking us to the top. Appreciate you. Looking forward to listening to this episode again and sharing it with the other folks. Thanks, Andre.